hot all doing, day, man? man. You said it was hot all day, bro. It really was though. Like what? I came outside earlier to smoke. I was like, the fuck, it's like, <laughs> like fucking June out here. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You going? I was uh, I was helping my buddy, like frame this house, like this morning. Yeah. You a like you a framer? No, not at all. Not at all. First day on the job. Oh, so just help, <laughs> well, it's like a part time thing, man. Yeah, yeah, I might help him out. You know, a few, few days a month kind of deal. Uh, yeah, man. Is he framing his house or like? Uh, for no, a he's he he's a contractor, so you know he does other people's work, uh, remodels bathrooms. He's doing like a church right now and stuff. Hell yeah, I do. Uh, I do electrical yeah. work. Yeah, like residential. Right on. So if he needs an electrician, tell him give me a call. Oh, I mean, I will. He I'm was just talking about an uh, electrician. At this house tomorrow, so yeah, that's like my uh, that's like my side hustle. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do. Yeah, dude, I was an electrical apprentice for like one year. I was working in a bunch of rock quarries. What's that? Like where they crush rocks? Okay, like you know they blow them up. They got mines and stuff, but yeah, I did that for a year, and I was like, man, I do not want to be an electrician. This is way too too many stories of people getting blown up and dying. Oh yeah, you were do doing this. some next level electrician though. Yeah, they so were like, working with like 440 and stuff, but yeah, I usually do. Um, I, I I did commercial for like like six months. Yeah, but mostly residential. Okay. Yeah, that's like kind of most basic shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The safe stuff. It's kind of yeah, the safest, Ish. and it's also like just the you can get the most like side jobs like that. Yeah, because if you just like learn it, and it's like it'll be easier for like a homeowner to call you to come do some. You'll get that job first to go to work on a house, then before you'll get like a fucking big ass job at like a. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like a commercial place. They'll call a bigger company for that. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So um, I guess I can maybe, we could kind of maybe start uh, about how I heard about you. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's cool. So, um, <laughs> well, first of all, welcome to the All For A Podcast, man. Uh, I'm sitting here with Cody Christian, a uh, recording artist from Newport News, Virginia. You actually the first like country artist on the show. So I, 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 Yeah, I saw that, man. I, I looked into a lot of your stuff, you know, listened to a, to a bunch of episodes. I was like, uh, yeah, we mostly hip hop. I hope uh, I was like, I hope he doesn't think that I'm the other Cody Christian. Like, I don't know if you googled my name. No, I, you saw about okay. I just seen on Instagram. There's like somebody <laughs> with a blue check named Cody Christian. Yeah, there's uh, like there's a Cody Christian out there, and he is a rapper actually. And okay. uh, <laughs> but he was also an actor on this show, Pretty Little Liars. I've heard of the show. Never yeah, seen I've it. never seen it either. He was like an extra or something. He's done like you know little. I don't know. He's like a C list actor or something that decided he was going to be a rapper too. Uh, now nah, so, I checked out some no, of your music. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate Bro, that, man. <laughs> you got some shit. You got some shit, man. Thanks, um, dude. Okay, so basically, like, I, I found out about bro. So it, my friend Avery works at the shipyard. Um, you guys know Avery, and she was like, "There's this guy that sent out a letter of resignation to like everybody in the shipyard, and it went kind of like viral around here." Um, was it was it originally about the the vaccine mandates? Was that the original reason, or am I thinking about something else? Um, no. I mean, I there was there was so much about. You know, working there that kind of led up to, you know, that point of like, all right, I'm done, man. I'm leaving. Uh, but, I mean, there was also a lot of stuff on the outside, like the music. You know, it was, it was kind of a culmination of all those things. But, no, nah, what it came down to was, like, the day that I quit was the day that I would have been fired because I didn't shave my beard. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, what, they gave you, like, a warning or something? Uh, they gave me two. And uh, the last one, they were like, this is the day that you have to come in here clean shaven, like, or you're fired. And so I came in that day and quit. What was your job there? Like, what, is, what does your beard got to do with that? And that's what I said. I was working some, uh, it was like a planning job. 
But the way the shipyard is right now, they're going through like the union might strike kind of thing and being like the job that I had before I was in this, you know, crappy office job. Uh, they would have they would have sent me back to work with my tools and stuff. And, and part of that, like I wouldn't have minded that, honestly. Uh, like I, I, I kind of like doing that stuff, you know, and it would have been a nice break because I'd been in that office job for like over two years that at that point. Uh, and uh, yeah, one of the things that I had to do like as a backup plan in case the union striked was like be qualified to wear a respirator. And so to do that, you got to take this fit test and they make you shave your face for it. Okay, so that's that's really what it yeah, was about. Yeah, and I'm sure that I signed something when I got that job like eight years ago that said, you know, I would shave my face if something ever happened like that. But, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, it's not like you're fucking working around food or some shit like where... You know what I'm saying? No, no. But it was a respirator. I get it. I get it now. Um, so, yeah. bro basically, so, bro basically sent out the letter of resignation, and at the bottom was like, okay, yeah, you guys check out my album. Too. Yeah. So, that's kind of what I think made it go like a little viral. Because everybody was like, who is this guy? Just like telling everybody, hey. check his album out. <laughs> did people check the album out after that? Dude. Like, like, did you get I mean, with their my, response? My social media, you know, I mean, not that it was like a great, you know, impressive number before or anything, but like it doubled, you know, within that week. Yeah. Like on all my platforms, um, and it, I mean it's like an authentic one too, you know. And uh, I've I've seen you know several people like at you know more recent shows, and they're buying shirts and stuff too. Uh, so yeah, it was. I mean, it was like a PR move, no doubt. It was album promo, one hundred percent. And the album still hasn't came out, right? Actually, <laughs> no, no, still working on it. I can't remember exactly what I said in the letter, but I think it said like early twenty twenty two. But I don't know if you've ever made an album, but usually the first date that you say that you're going to put something out never happens. So every every project that I've ever released has always been like, all right, well that's the date that we wanted, but now it's this date, and then you know you move it down the line a little bit. So I make music too. I've done that. Um, Usually now lately I've been I've been pretty good with the dates. I'll drop I'll I'll drop on the day I say I am, but sometimes I'll I'll actually put the date out before I'm like 100% finished with it, and that's kind of like what pushes me to finish it more yeah which i know that's not really the best practice but um yeah i see uh i see you're on like a tour right now you have like a february tour. um i i wouldn't call it a tour i'm not not nah, not really man i mean i play around town you know i got like 10 dates in february that's a tour man so it's a self <laughs> I mean, uh it, you know you know what i'm saying you made it you made it yourself <laughs> yeah I, I yeah well that is true that is true i mean you know some people help along the way you know some good booking friends and I mean, that was another thing that the shipyard, you know, that letter helped me do. Just opened a lot of doors, yeah. which is good because that's what I needed to have happen. You know, if, <laughs> if I was going to make money doing music. Did, um, yeah, go ahead, my bad. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, that's, that's about it. But yeah, man, uh, trying to get about 10 dates a month, you know, just playing. And uh, now that I don't work at the shipyard anymore, it makes it a lot easier to get outside of Hampton Roads. So doing a lot more in North Carolina, like Richmond area, and trying to branch out further from there. Yeah. Um. I seen um. Yeah, I seen you had your first gig in uh North Carolina. I think that was, you said you uh, went there. Like that was your first out of town gig. And I seen you. I think you played with the band on some of the shows. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I got a. I play with a full band. You know, whenever I can, whenever the budget's right. Uh. And a lot of our opportunities for that are in North Carolina. 
I guess just because that's how, that's just where the money is, I guess, for a full band that's playing country music. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, it's a good town, man. Yeah, we go down to Greenville, you know, ECU's campus is right there, and uh, it's been real good to us. So, yeah, I, I go back to North Carolina all the time. Oh, yeah. Do you think it's like, I'm not really too, like, into the country world, but from kind of what I see, like, it's one of those things where I feel like it's like one of those things where, like, you'll see more cover bands and, like, more people doing cover stuff. Is right. it is it hard to break through with, like, original shit in the country scene? Um, I man, I think it's like, I imagine, you know, hip-hop, rap, anything else is, is, is the same in that, like, country music is a real, real broad thing. You know, there's probably 30 different avenues that you could go off of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's especially around here, like in a more touristy kind of town, um, for like full band stuff, it's, it's easy to get into like that cover band thing. Cause that's the easiest way to make money. Yeah. Cause really the only way to make money doing live music, if that's your genre around here is to play for three or four hours at a bar or restaurant. Most people don't have three or four hours of original content. Uh, and if they do, like, you don't you don't necessarily want to play every single song, you know, at a bar or restaurant. Yeah. You know, you got a lot of slow songs and stuff. Like, some people are paying you because they want you to get people to dance and drink, you know, not leave, you know, or, or cry or whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely a lot of cover stuff. And it's yeah. like going to a bar or, like, a restaurant where it's just, like, probably not your fans there it's like do people really want to hear your stuff mm -hmm. it's like you know what i mean um yeah i see kind of that just like the wave around here now the cover bands you know what i'm yeah. saying like at horses or something like that people mm -hmm. come in and play some stuff um yeah. like you said this probably is a, the best way to make money in the beginning or really period but it's like i feel like it's easy to get stuck in that stuck in that phase it is man you know what I'm i i think it, it, this is what i'm figuring out like i think you got to be you got to be pretty stubborn in that you know like it it would be easy to play for three hours and you know play like some of the greatest hits you know like if you're in a room full of 50 people and you break out like tennessee whiskey or something like that you can like, do it shitty and people still be like yeah I love it. yeah but i mean you know like all 50 of those people are gonna be like oh, i don't know this song man you know and there might be a few people that are sick of it you know probably as sick of the guy singing it like i mean I, i'm i'm kind of sick of singing it personally you know but <laughs> that's like that's the cover that's the cover scene so, I mean, you can do that and you can get 50 people like freaking out or you can take your original music and just like, I'm going to play it, man. You know, and if this place doesn't invite me back, they don't invite me back. It is what it is. Ideally, you you know, any any room you're in is an opportunity. So if it's 50 people that don't know who you are or what you're doing there, they just know that they like those cheeseburgers and that they have live music, mm -hmm. you know. But, I mean, you can turn some of those people or you can not turn some of those people. I mean, either way, you're getting paid. But, I mean, it's a slow grind. And, you know, you can do the people-pleasing songs. But, you know, and they might get you a few bucks in a tip jar, but that's not going to get those people to buy your album. You know what I mean? Yeah. So most of my sets, I mean, I do have a lot of covers in my sets, but I'm doing a lot of songs that, Probably most people don't know because, I mean, I do a lot of smaller artists. Like, I just play the music that I like. Um, and I found that to be a pretty interesting marketing technique, too. Like, because you can cover a band's song that's lesser known. And, like, you know, you tag them in a video on Instagram that somebody takes. Uh, 
Like those people that have like maybe 15,000 followers or something like that. They're going to actually repost you. Yeah, they're going to see that and be like, oh man, because I mean, you know, they're, I mean, they're new to the game too. Like, you know, or, or they're grinding, you know, they're paying attention and like, when somebody covers your music, like that's cool, man. If somebody ever covered one of my songs and tagged me, you know, man, even if it was garbage, like it's like an honor. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like it's still really cool. You know, and you might get lucky and you might tag like, you know, whoever the biggest artist is out there. Maybe they see it, but odds of that are probably not. No. Yeah. But like you got these smaller followings, you know, that that see those people and they might get excited, you know, they're more likely to follow you because I mean, they just pay more attention to that person. They're more real, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Bro, what I realized, too, is, like, you said it's a grind. I feel like the grind, like, never stops. Like, what I what I mean by that is, like, you know, you know the app Clubhouse that became yeah. a little popular last year? Mm-hmm. Bro, what I realized going on that app is, like, you know, it would be, like, big people on there. It would be, like, A&Rs, like, different artists. It would be, like, you know, famous people on there. Right. And what I realized is, like, even these people are still up here trying to network and further themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like you think the people that you think are like already good, like I don't need to do shit or whatever. It's like even they're still hustling. They're still trying to figure it out. It's like, so it's like, damn, it's like, do you ever really figure it out? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I imagine at some point you probably stop worrying about money as much, but then I don't know, maybe you buy a lot more cooler stuff. So you always have to worry about it. So you're always grinding. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, personally, it's like uh, it's not even probably about getting more money. It's like doing more things, like creating yes. more moments. Uh, yeah, you know? I mean, always pursuing something. I think is is a good move. You know, yeah. you can always learn, man. There's there's seventy year old people that go back to school to be doctors. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I imagine that's probably a lot too, man. Yeah. Want to build something. I think what humans are, um, were made to create things. You know, that's what we do. I agree, man. How did you, uh, yeah, how did you, how did this fucking creating journey start for you, bro? How did you, you ultimately get into making music? If you want to tell us, like, a little bit about just, like, childhood coming up. Stuff yeah. Like uh, man, growing up, I didn't really play music. Uh, not until, like, probably middle school, junior high, stuff like that. You know, the only reason I really got into it is because I played sports all the time, but I kept hurting myself. I, like, fractured my pelvis. What were you playing? Yeah, it was, like, touch football in gym class what? when I fractured my pelvis yeah holy shit right. yeah <laughs> yeah it was stupid but uh you know that immobilizes you for a while so I needed a hobby so I took up guitar and uh I learned from you know grew up in church and uh learned from my youth pastor back in the day he taught me the guitar and naturally that led into being in like the church band and you know then I found out that I could sing some and uh so i mean that that's 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 really where i cut my teeth you know learn how to play and be a part of a group and make music in that way and make it work and um yeah then i moved down here to newport news eight years ago and from, uh, from powhatan virginia okay yeah born and raised in powhatan west of richmond was that like two hours away i think yeah okay. yep yep and uh yeah, I moved down here for a job at the shipyard and uh still wanted to do music and was still involved, you know, doing music in churches. So I mean I got plugged in at a place in Norfolk and that's where I met, you know, guys that would be in one of my bands. And uh yeah, I mean it just continued to go from there. 
so you have no family down here? Is it just you? Yeah, just me. Just me. Uh, what did your parents say when you fucking quit your job? <laughs> <laughs> Man, they, uh, I mean, they, I told them, you know, that it was, it was coming, you know, and, uh, you know, they never told me not to, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure they're worried, but <laughs> on paper, it seems like a really bad idea. Uh, do they have like, <laughs> are they like on Facebook and shit? Yeah. So they seen it you know, like everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they saw it. They saw it. Um, but no, nah, I mean, they, they they support me, you know. I mean, they, shoot, they come to a lot of shows, you know. Um, well, I mean, maybe not as many now that I'm playing like a whole lot. But like the bigger ones, you know, ticketed events and stuff, like my parents are always there. And uh, they've always been supportive of it. And I think I think they know enough that I'm not like, I'm not going to let myself starve. You know, so I mean, I, I I piece things together. I just, I don't know, man. It was time for a change. You know, I was doing something for eight years, and I'd come to the point with this music where I was like, man, if you know, you can you can talk about it and you can dream about it and you can like kind of halfway work at it, but like I've been doing this now for like six, seven years, like with a band thinking like, you know, hey man, we're good. Maybe we'll get a shot, you know, like touring would be cool. But I just, the, the point that I came to was like, you know, those those opportunities don't ever come to you. Like you got to go get them. And it's really hard to do if you've worked a nine to five, you know. Definitely. It's like, this is this is one of those things where it really takes like a hundred percent of your fucking energy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you, you can't do that you know, working Monday through Friday. And, uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's been an adjustment, man, but I'm, I'm having fun with it, dude. I haven't had to hustle like this since high school, you know, yeah. back when, you know, making that Domino's pizza money. And it's like, all right, well, I got to buy gas money and I got a girlfriend. So like, how am I going to do that? You know, yeah. <laughs> whereas before with a shipyard, it's like, you know, Hey man, as long as nothing stupid happens, I can kind of do whatever I want, you know, buy whatever I want within reason ain't got to worry about things, don't have to look at the paychecks because I already know what they are, you know, that kind of stuff. Now, you know, it's like, all right, you're doing every gig, like you're counting every dollar and stuff, but I, I like it, man. It's, yeah, it's it's a it's a certain thing with, like, a nine-to-five is like, it's like you you become comfortable. It's yeah. like you don't really have, like you said, it's, it's kind of the check is there, you just kind of got to show up yeah. for your thing. But when you're, like, your own boss and you're an entrepreneur, I mean, that's what I think. Artists were entrepreneurs, too, so it's yeah. like... When nobody's telling you what to do and you got to really like push yourself and fucking get up in the morning and do that shit yeah. every day. It's a different thing, man. Yeah. It's that you take more pride in it. You like, Absolutely. you know, and you know, that's, that's something that I learned about myself. I mean, a while ago that like, I mean, I was, you know, I guess I was lucky in high school. Like I never, I never had to study too much. Never had to try too hard. Like I got decent grades and stuff. Like I was just procrastinating. I've always been, you know, last minute kind of dude. And, uh, but that's not, I don't think that's how it works with music, man. And, <laughs> you know, and uh, one thing I know about myself too is like, I, I, I generally, it, it's, it's hard for me to go and do the things that I got to do, like until I have to do them. You know what I mean? So for music, like, you know, you can play music and you can be good and you can write songs, but like, there's a whole business side of it, you know, mm. like you got to understand marketing you got to understand social media you got to understand like websites and all that stuff and like i was like man i'm never gonna do this until i have to like, and right now i don't have to because like 
my food's paid for. Like, I just went to work and did nothing for a while, but I got that paycheck, you know? Bro, that's like in fucking, in the beginning of, like, you know how people say, like, when you're, like, like you're hungry? Yeah. Like, you want something and you're, like, working for whatever, like, you're hungry, like the term? Bro, you know that came from fucking early in hip-hop days when it was, like, when it was battle rapping. Dudes would come, like, KRS-One would come to a rap battle, right? And he was, he was fucking homeless. He was living in, like, a foster home. So, and, like, the rap battle, the winner would, like, win something. So KRS-One and, like, them dudes would, like, come literally actually hungry. And they would, like, try their hardest to win to make money so they could actually go eat. Like, they yeah. were surviving off that. So that's, like, that's like where the term hunger came from. Um, what I was going to say, too. And all those things you named, those, those get expensive. Like, fucking marketing, shooting videos, all that. It's like, yeah. It's like one of those, it's like kind of like anything. Like, let's say you flip houses. If you don't know how to do any trade and you're hiring out for every single thing, your profit margins become real low. Um, yeah. I was gonna ask you too. What are some like? What are some like? What are some challenges that you um, are facing? Just like doing all these shows a month, maybe traveling with the band, stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, one of the first things, man. It was it was the first you know full band gig that I had after I had quit, uh, and then my truck broke down in North Carolina. So like, <laughs> and it's still there, man. This thing still ain't fixed. When was this? Shoot, that was like January eighth. So how'd you get back? Uh, dude, it was, a, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was an experience, man. We broke down like middle of nowhere, man, in your North Carolina. Oh, you and your whole band with, with your truck all in one Yeah, okay. yeah. I got like this F-250 and we were hauling this like tiny U-Haul with all our stuff in the back. And my left front like ball bearing or something goes out, man, inoperable, like totally sidelined. And it was like a Sunday afternoon, like three, four o'clock maybe. In nowhere in North Carolina. Like, there's no... I think I had to call my insurance people to find a tow truck. And, like, there ain't no Ubers out there. Like... Damn, they probably hit you for, like, it's like $1,000. Well... Let's go, dude. Instagram. Did you post this on Yeah. Instagram? Yeah. Oh, story sounds so familiar. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, same dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is on the way there or on the way this back? This is on the way back, luckily. Okay. Yeah, luckily. Uh... Man, you know, and it was like, okay, so they're going to tow my truck, uh, you know, the dealership where they're going to end up getting it fixed. And um, But I still got this U-Haul trailer full of our stuff, and it's me and three other dudes. And, like, there ain't no Enterprise or anything in your or uh, Ubers or anything. But we broke down next to, like, this one gas station, like the one gas station on that, like, whole stretch of uh, – that highway and like it was this this really cool lady in there man her name was loretta and uh she ended up offering us a ride like 20 miles up the road to uh a u-haul place actually which was the only way that we could find any other vehicle that could tow our trailer back but the only vehicle that they had was this like 30 foot box truck so you were towing the thing? Or did you Dude, we were towing, tow? like, we were towing, like, a little four-by-eight trailer, which is, like, the tiniest enclosed trailer On the 30-foot. <laughs> behind a 30-foot box truck, and there were four dudes in You couldn't return seat. it to that U-Haul spot and, like, put the, um... No, nah, dude, U-Haul sucks, man. I don't... Yeah? Yeah, dude, U-Haul can... They're the worst. So you ended up driving... You drove that all the way back here? Yeah, so we drove... <laughs> yeah, drove a 30-foot box truck back towing a four-by-eight trailer. Shout out to Loretta, man. Yeah, <laughs> man, dude, she was, dude, she was so good, man. <laughs> so your truck is at the shop somewhere out there? Yeah, I was just on the phone with them today, and, like, they couldn't find one of the parts, I guess, 
you know, uh, whatever reason. But they said they just got it, so hopefully it'll come in Friday and they'll have it fixed. But yeah, I mean, so that was one of the challenges. I mean, right off the bat, it's like, well, dang, you know, and I'm like three grand in the hole immediately just to fix this stupid bro, truck. That sucks. Too. I know, man. <laughs> but you know, I it's like. I mean, I've been working at the shipyard a while. Like, I mean, I saved and stuff, and, you know, I wasn't anticipating that, but, I mean, vehicles are going to break down, you know. What am I going to do, not drive, you know? Yeah. It happens. For sure. Is, so, this yeah. a, um, is, is this a band that you're in, or are you just, like, hiring guys to come play your music for you? Yeah, I mean, they're my band. Like, it's okay. it's the same dudes, you know. Uh, we're floating names around and stuff for them, but haven't haven't settled on anything. Yeah. I always think band names are like funny. Like people just sit down and think of like the craziest. Yeah. Shit can they go? What's the last idea you had on naming it? Uh, the one that you said you weren't gonna use. Don't give us the one you might. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, there were some names in beta, man. I was like, you guys ought to be called the Loretta's because of that nice lady. Bro, I that thought. Be hard, I thought it sounded cool too, but Co- I guess should, these three dudes the, oh, the, had an the Loretta you haulers. <laughs> well, you all that'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You all would need to check for that, though. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I need to check for that. No, nope. I ain't giving them any more than I have, man. Bro, and I feel it. What was uh? Bunch of punks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Uh, <laughs> um, what was what was life like? Fucking growing up in Powhatan. The like, the, the like the country, country. Or? Yeah, okay. it was good, man. I liked it, dude. Spent your summer, you know, riding bikes and stuff, hanging out, playing baseball, football. Yeah. Where I'm from is pretty much like kind of country too. It's like city too, but pretty yeah. much country lifestyle everywhere. Yeah, you know, I mean, like we didn't have a Walmart growing up. Like the closest Walmart was in like Midlothian, the next county over. You know, yeah, it was good, man. It was simple. We got growing food. No, not my family. No, well, my dad, he was a butcher, and my mom, she's like she's a school teacher. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Now we weren't growing any food or anything. Yeah. Or, yeah, my um, like my my fucking grandma had a cow and fucking chickens and shit and all yeah. that, like that type of stuff. <laughs> my mom was actually funny. My mom would um, as a kid, like my my mom's family was like my dad's family too. But my mom's more they were like really poor growing up, right? So my mom used to fucking for like during the summers, her and her like brothers and sisters would go and like plow this field or whatever, or like do some shit for like the farming to help. Like some other people yeah. own this field and they would like farm and then. They were just like hire my my mom and her brother sisters to like work on it, and then um, long story short, my mom ends up you know saying getting older and coming. Now her and my dad bought that same land and built a house on yeah. it like that. She did that at it's like full circle. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Um, well, dude, I uh, <laughs> I I never messed around with farming or anything too much, but recently, you know, one of my more one of my new side hustles is I'm like a, a livestock veterinarian assistant. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. What does that do? <laughs> what are you like milking cows all there? No, nah, man. No, nah, it's a lot worse than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't done any of that yet. I haven't I haven't done any birthing. Apparently it's not calving season yet, but you know, like castrating goats and pigs and stuff and mm. like yeah. Emergency procedures and I don't do any of like, you know, the actual doctor stuff, but like I hold the animals down. Yo, what the fuck? Where is this at? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Where's that? That's like t- taking their fucking balls off, right? Oh yeah, that's, that's uh, taking their balls off, man. Damn, and I, bro. I gotta, and I gotta hold this 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 dang goat down and like look this dude in the eyes. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Bro, I don't even like I'm put so him to sleep or something. 
Uh, goats, they do, yeah. yeah. You know, they give them that numb and stuff, and they put them out. Not but I mean, they they still get they still get jumpy, you know. Mm. Yeah. Fun he, fact: Apparently, I learned this is what the veterinarian told me. Like pound for pound, goats they have the biggest balls of any bro, animal. Bro, I measured it. Bro, I know. I know. Oh, you know? Okay. <laughs> no, it's like no, I'm playing. No, uh, we we eat lamb a lot. Bison is like we'll actually cook like a whole lamb. Like, yeah. For like tradition and shit, like you know, what I'm saying a couple times a year. That's um, cool, man. You eat like fucking. No, no, don't I, I don't. No, I don't. We definitely don't eat the balls. I, so I, I a don't. lot of people say like the brain is the best part, or like the tongue. But I never tried either of those. It's just certain. Yeah. I'm good on it. Good on it. Um, bro, yeah, like on fucking. I don't know how a guy does. Any thoughts on just like fucking, uh, like, what is the word? Like, uh, the mat when it like the mass, just like production of like meat and like animals and shit. Like, like yeah, like you think it's animal cruelty going on out here? What we're doing? Ah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I I haven't seen like any factory stuff. I mean, dude, I've I've only been on the job two days. And it's wild. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Only been on the job two days, man. On the first day, they had him holding balls. That's what I'm saying. Like, damn. That's, that's what I'm saying. Well, that was the second day. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't fly. No, I mean, no. But like, uh, from what I've seen, I I don't think, because where, where I go, like, we go out to Hanover. And I mean, it's like, you know, small time, like family owned farms. You know, I don't know. I don't even know how many cattle they have, but. No, I, I ain't been to a chicken farm yet, though. I'm sure that's pretty bad. Uh, speaking of chickens, my um, my parents' friends have chickens, and um, I just seen the fucking, I seen the picture. Just, it was like this meme going around where it's like these arms you can buy and yeah. put them on your chickens. Oh, and it's yeah. like it's like flicking them all first, like muscles and shit, and it's like this chicken walking around with those arms. Yeah. Um, I don't know, bro. It's like with the whole fucking animal shit. It's like obviously we have to eat, so right. it's like that's what we. I mean, I don't know. It's, it is weird how we pick and choose, like, certain yeah. animals that are cool to eat, certain ones that are cute, certain ones that, you know what I'm saying, it's not okay to eat. Um, I don't know, man. And, and cows are really gross. They're, they're real gross. Yeah. I just, I just watched uh, this, this time, this last time, but they were, like, I guess checking dairy cows, uh, like the milking ones. Oh yeah, that's what dairy is. Um, but she, <laughs> but I mean the the actual veterinarian, I mean, was checking them. So I mean, she, you know, she shoulder deep up in that thing, and uh, every one of them, like when they walked in, like maybe not every one of them, but I think there were about forty of them, and of the forty, like thirty of them just just dumped all over the place, man. Damn. Yeah, I mean they're giant animals. They eat all the time, so all they do is crap. So yeah. I will say, <clears throat> excuse me. I will say a fucking cow looks a little more appeasing than a um, a pig. Yeah. I went to the fuck last time I was at the zoo. I think was last year, and they just had like a fucking like a full grown cow and a full yeah. grown pig like standing right next to each other. I was like, yeah, I think I'd rather eat the cow. Yeah. You eat yeah. pork? Oh yeah. No, I mean it's probably better for you too. Uh, the first thing that I did at this job was with a pig. We had to uh, flip one over because they had to like take its, you know cut some of his tusks off mm -hmm. and uh i learned this this is the first thing i learned on the job and i thought they were joking i mean i, I was laughing so apparently with pigs like to chill them out you just give them beer really yeah so it was like seven in the morning and like the veterinarian's on the phone she's like well did you give it a beer and he's like yeah we're, we're going like a we're going about a beer and a half this time last time one wasn't enough 
bro. What the and fuck? I thought, and I thought that that was just some like terminology or you know like some slang for like a uh, actual medicine. <laughs> but nah, man, they gave this they gave this pig like a Miller light and a half. Miller though, and it was apparently hammered. Or like, <laughs> at least I ain't giving Corona. Well, that makes it easy to flip it over, you know. Uh, so. <laughs> you ever went cow tipping, living in the country, or is that something in the movies that people just? It's in the movies, man. Because okay. from what I understand, they lay down to sleep. So like, you ain't, uh, you ain't, but no, it's like one, while they're standing. You know? Yeah, I mean? no, nah, but I don't think no nah, cows are huge, man. I don't think you're. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's just. You're not going to walk up to a cow and tip it over. I don't think. It might be impossible. I'm about to Google it. I, I don't. I don't think people do it, man. Because I don't think they. Uh, I'm pretty sure they lay down. Some movie shit, bro. I never did it. Uh, like we went out like one night, like we were going to do it, but I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no. Nah, I'll tell you what the problem was. Like you know, four of us like hopped the fence and we were going to go, you know, mess with these cows, and all four of us within three seconds had stepped in cow crap, and we're like, all right, let's just turn around. This is not worth it. Mm. Cause they're gross, man. They poop everywhere. Hey. That's cows. Hell yeah. But yeah, man, that's a side hustle, you know. Side hustle. I do, I do the music. You gotta have like those, I say, man. try to get about ten a month, and you know, money wise, like it, it, it's good to have some other things. But you know, I could try to you know book myself a lot more. But honestly, man, I don't, I don't know if I want to burn myself like that. That's what. That's the key, man. Because you know, like doing. What I'm doing, like, we got to sing, you know, for three hours. Like, I don't know how many times you can do that in a week until it starts to become a problem, you know? For sure. But I think it's also good to be grounded every now and then, you know, get outside and, uh, you know, mess around with farm animals, I guess. Are these uh, are these shows that you're, like, headlining? That's, like, like your fans are paying to um, see you do? Or are they, like, open mics? Or how, well, how does that work? yeah, a lot of them is just, like, breweries and stuff that have music, you know, uh, every weekend or whatever at this time. They just look like different artists. Yeah, you know, and there's like a circle, you know, a cycle like that. Mostly breweries, bars, restaurants. Um, but like there are like when we go to North Carolina, uh, there's a club down there, the Buccaneer. Um, I mean, it's, it's a club, you know, that we play at and, you know, they put our name on the stuff. Um, and every now and then around here, we'll do like a more like traditional show kind of thing, uh, which is when my full band is... I mean, that's when I use them more. You know, like, I don't I do not do as much of the three-hour, like, bar brewery gigs with them because they don't really pay that much either. Um, but, yeah, whenever I get an opportunity to do the full band thing, we got our first headlining ticketed show on March 5th, actually. Where's that? It's in Gloucester uh, at a Flatiron Crossroads. Bro, I might come to that one. Heck, yeah, man. It'd be cool yeah, to see, man. It's a Saturday. And, uh, you know, we're going to see what happens, man. I've never, I've done ticketed shows, uh, like that with, uh, with, you know, one of my previous bands, um, my band, Every King and Commoner, uh, you know, we played around the area for five, six years, but this is going to be the first one, you know, of like the country genre that, you know, we're going to try to sell tickets and see what happens, you know? Are you, are you bringing merch like to these shows or selling mm-hmm. anything? Yeah, I got yeah. shirts, shirts and stickers. Um, once I drop this new album have some new stuff with that too and what's the album called uh it's gonna be canary in a coal mine yeah okay which is also the title track which i'm hoping to drop like in a month early in march what is um what's the the meaning behind that canary in a coal mine uh so i mean it comes from like 
back in uh, like West Virginia and Kentucky and stuff back in the day, uh, like coal miners, um, like if depending on the day, like when you first go down there, like there might be a buildup of some gas or something that, you know, would kill people like pretty quick. Yeah. So what they used to do was they would like take birds, like canaries, you know, let them loose in the coal mine or, uh, Shoot, I might be even getting that wrong. They might have just taken them in cages and the bird would die first before a human would. Oh, okay. Or they'd let them in there and then either they wouldn't come back or something like that. Either way, they would use these birds to let you know if something was safe yeah. or, you know, to do the hardest part of the job so that you could get the benefit of it. So, like, Canary in a Coal Mine was the name of the album. So you're testing the waters for... Who are you testing the waters for? Well, I mean, I got that... That's kind of what the... the, the uh, the singles about, you know, just, just different, different ways that that can be, uh, you know, you can use that, I guess is a metaphor and I always mix up my grammar, metaphor, analogy, like or as. Probably metaphor. Probably metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with metaphor. So, I mean, I, I use that in that song. Um, you know, so like, I mean, there are, you know, coal miners still that, you know, they'll go and do, you know, these jobs in these mines, you know, and they'll get black lung and stuff, you know, yeah. So, I mean, they got short lives, man, and they're dying horribly. You know? So we can all reap the fucking benefits. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not we as much, but like, I mean, you know, like if you're like in your, like the hierarchy of a company, you know, people at the bottom doing all the work and they're the ones that are going to die for it and get pennies. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think all, I'm talking about we just because like um, probably all the, like a lot of products that we use might need some of that coal oh, in yeah. the factories and stuff to like yeah. make it or whatever. For sure, man. You know, and just using that metaphor and, like, I mean, like, for that as, like, a realist or, like, for me personally, like, working at the shipyard, it's, like, you know, the people that are down there welding in these things that, you know, could explode or, bro, you know, my, fall on bro, you I have a friend stuff. that almost died at the shipyard. Like, yeah, I mean, anybody that's worked there long enough has got a story about almost dying. Uh, she almost died the other day. You know what I'm saying? I'm bored of my boy actually he was um i don't forgot exactly what job he was doing but he was like in some tube right yeah that was like pressurized from both ends mm. something like that he was in there doing something it was like a real like narrow tube and somebody that he was working with had made a mistake and didn't do something anyways like the air got sucked out of the tube i guess and he like passed out in there oh wow. they, they took him to the emergency room and everything whoa no I, th I think i told him he was done for that i was like bro like what are you doing i was like you need to Talk to somebody about that, but he's in that he's in Japan right now. They sent him to to Japan out there oh, to work. Okay, so he's, uh, yeah, man, that's. But that's what I'm saying, man. So like, you know, canary in a coal. It's like doing the the worst and the dirtiest of the work and getting like just you know mm. crumbs. So I mean, that was one of the one of the reasons that I wanted to get the heck out of there, man. And you could use that metaphor for just about anything, man. You could use it for the music industry too if you wanted to. You know, mm. I mean, there's some artists that are getting piddly but uh you know Most whoever artists. the dude at spotify is is freaking loaded bro spotify but everybody is else is getting yeah. like point oh 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 one cent or whatever that's gonna change right? though bro i hope so i think it is because like first of all we have to like we're not making money with somebody i'm always like how much is the other person making so first of all we have to figure out how much is a stream actually worth what are these what are these streaming services actually making off one stream right you know what i'm saying what are you bringing in okay so yeah we got to figure that out um i don't know bro I don't know. I feel like also too like a lot of artists get get stuck in this mindset of like I got to be the biggest, I got to be mainstream. I got it's like oh, yeah. 
But it's like, bro, you don't like, like you talking about earlier, those people were like 10, 15,000 fans, like right. followers. Like, bro, that's like a really good spot to be in. You can make fucking probably like five, 10 grand a month, you know what I'm saying? Tour, mm-hmm. sell merch. You have like 10, 15,000 people that like really genuinely fuck with you. Bro, right. you can make a living. Like, that's it, all you need. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? definitely, man. I mean, it's not an easy way to do it. And, you know, like that. That superstar life, honestly, I don't, that does not seem too appealing to me, like, at all, you know? Like, in country music, I mean, you got, like, your biggest people, like um, like Morgan Wallen, he's a giant one, or, like, Chris Stapleton, you know, all the all these dudes. Like, I mean, they, they're they not going to grocery stores, you know? Like, they can't, you know? <laughs> that doesn't seem too fun to me, man. So, but do you really want to go to the grocery store? Because I know I hate well, going to Well, that's a good point. They probably like, afford Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> You know, maybe they can't. Maybe they can't take their kid Chuck E. Cheese. You know, yeah, like their kids can't yeah. be normal. You know, yeah. like <laughs> you know, I mean, there, there's a price for it, but like, it, odds of that happening are so astronomically small, anyways. But no, nah, you, you can definitely make make money and not be that. Like, yeah, you don't you don't have to be that. You know, and I've gone to Nashville and you know I've I've been in rooms and conversations where like that's what they try to sell you. And like it, it seems like the worst deal in the history of deals, like ever. <laughs> what are um is I know in hip hop there's like a lot of fucking talk on like how labels like fuck over artists and give them these crazy deals. Like what's what on the countryside what's what's that looking like? I it's probably yeah, really similar, man, because it's all the same at the top, you know. Whoever owns the radio station owns this giant radio station who owns whatever. You know, it's all generating money. Um but yeah, like country music, I mean, you've got like your big one, you know, that's like on the radio, uh, that's got like, I mean, you know, the, the, the biggest names and, you know, beneath that, you've got a ton of people trying to do that same thing, just like them, you know, like yeah. I want to be on the radio. I want to be in this Pepsi commercial, you know, play these arenas and all that stuff, you know, all the TV shows and there's just, there's just so many different ways to do it. Uh, but I, I think if, if, if you're, if you're going that route, it seems with country music, unless you're like, you know, really, really paving some new way or something like you're, you're playing ball with, you know, the big names like Universal and Warner and stuff. And those are the ones where, you know, you're signing those crazy contracts where they own you, you know, and it's like, they're using terminology, like, uh, what is it? Forever. You terminology know. that you got to hire somebody to explain to you what the fuck that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And the, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, country music definitely, definitely has that. Um, like they have, like I met with a dude whose whose whole job title is dot connector. What is that? Uh, he's just a dot connector. So he knew me, or found out about me, heard my music, thought he might know of a guy in Nashville that might like okay. me. The middleman. Yeah, yeah, he's just a middleman. So I mean, he hooked us up with this producer who, you know, I mean, he's he's worked like with the the biggest names and stuff, and like he actually wanted to meet with you, you know. So it's like, all right, cool, man, I'll go to Nashville and meet with this dude. That sounds like a really good opportunity. You know, if this guy genuinely likes my music and wants to do something with it, man, that sounds cool. So I mean, we do. We meet this dude, and I mean, he takes us to like the studio in nashville you know where like the biggest names have played and stuff and he's like dude we'll track you in this studio and we'll get 
this dude's bass player and Johnny Cash's old guitar player and stuff on your record. And like, you know, showed me the rooms, like had me shaking hands. He's like, that dude just played on this record, you know, like that kind of stuff. But then at the end of the day, like after we leave Nashville, you know, and go back and it's like, all right, well, let's talk about the business. You know, what does this look like? It's like, well, that'll be, you know, man, we can make all this happen, dude. You know, like really believe in this. It can be international, man. That'll, that'll just be 80 grand. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, Oh, all right, man. Well, like, uh, so, it's like, bro, so you, who's so who's eighty grand? Yeah. And they're like, well, yours. And I was like, mine. Did you feel like he was trying, like trying to tell you like what you wanted to hear? I mean, I think they were definitely trying to smooth, you know, man, because I th- I think there were a lot of people that would have been, you know, shown those rooms and stuff, and you know, maybe maybe they did believe that, hey, maybe we can make some money off of this dude, you know, more than the eighty grand that we're making off of this dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And that's the thing, dude, like that I'm finding with 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 that with that genre and it's probably the same in hip hop is like there's a lot of people that you might be good and they might believe that they can make money off of you but not enough for them to invest to, you know, to take a risk. Yeah, like they'll look at the end of the day they're still going to make money. You know, like even if I pay 80 grand or whatever and this album flops, you know, every musician they all got paid, you know, for their time. So at the end of the day, even if they're not, you know, continuing to get money off of, you know, however many streams or whatever happens, like they still got paid, you know, but they got paid. And also if it does do well, then they own this huge chunk of it forever and always, you know, and on and on and on again. So, I mean, yeah, that like country music definitely has that, you know, kind of big baller brand but then they also have like the smaller people that are trying to do the same thing which is probably even worse <laughs> yeah. i know? think i think in hip-hop it's more like um like if if you're doing like if you got like a buzz you're, you're you got like a buzz you made for yourself a label might approach you and i haven't really heard of like there are smaller labels that aren't really doing shit that are just kind of just like mm-hmm. talking the talk like sound like what they were doing where they'll try to get money from you to like they'll promise you whatever but it usually doesn't work out but that the real labels that are actually doing stuff, then artists really aren't paying them. They might they might give you like an advance. They'll give yeah. you like an advance, and then then they'll own a certain percentage of your catalog, everything you drop, and then you owe that yeah. advance back. Whatever you know, what I'm saying after you recoup, then you make what you make. Right. But it's like they put people in crazy deals where they'll own your masters forever, or like mm-hmm. they'll pretty much control everything you do for like a long time and get like a high percentage and stuff like that. So that's kind of like the scary part. Yeah. But at the end of the day, bro, for me, like going through like this creating, like this journey of like creating and shit, I realized it's just like there is genuine people. There's like genuine people that really want to help you and shit. And it's like you got to find those people and work with them. But right. there's a lot of vultures out here. Oh, that yeah. will like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, tell you what you want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Really just try to get money. And I feel like those people, I feel like they're very, it's obvious. It's clear who they are. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it at, at What yeah. I've kind of find out, man, at the end of the day, like, you know, when 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 a, when a deal comes up, like it, it just has to make sense, man. And if there's any part of it that doesn't make sense, it needs to make sense because like you're the product, you know, like you know what makes sense, you know, and, like, all you're really doing is just trying to hire a sales team, you know? But, like, you're also selling yourself. So, like, you know how to sell yourself. You just need a sales team to help mass produce. Mm. So it's like, but do you believe in it enough to invest in it? Or do you just believe in it enough to, like, well, you know, I kind of like it, you know? And I'll take a piece of it and see what happens. 
And if not, I'll leave, you know? <laughs> With no risk, there is no reward, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. So, I, you know, I haven't found the right fit of somebody that's, you know, willing to, I guess, put the money where the mouth is to, you know, for lack of a better term. Yeah. It's like, dude, I've, I've invested enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not true. I mean, I can still invest so much more of myself, but, yeah. you know. I think and the no, biggest thing we, we invest is our time and fucking energy. Yeah. I mean, we do. But I mean that's also what we're 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 taking from people too, you know, like as a content creator, like you're you that's really what you're doing. You're you're bidding for people's time, you know, like mm. so for this, this podcast is gonna be like an hour and a half, you know, like we're hoping that this is something that people are like, you know what, I'm gonna put an hour and a half into this. You know, if you oh, my if life you, into this. Yeah, if you if you cut an album, you know, music can be a little different, man, because I mean you've got, you know, your music purist people out there that will listen to an album and you know just by themselves with nothing else going on with the lights oh sorry i backed away from the microphone there yeah. <laughs> but yeah like you're people that'll just you know sit and listen and take music in but most people you know like we're driving we're listening to music or like we're working we're listening to music it's like it's like a nice distraction sometimes um, it's not like that big of a part of their life yeah I mean, for some people, but for some people it is. And I mean, and as somebody that's making music and selling music, I need all those people, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. if somebody's listening to it like mindlessly over and over again, that means at some point they had to have listened to it, you know, enough to be like, I really like this. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you too, um, like, okay, I'll got, I'm making all these comparisons to hip hop, but like, okay, so in, like in hip hop, there's like a genre, there's like a style of doing shit where it's like you're copying everybody else, and it's like you might be saying the same, the same bars, yeah, the same, making the same type of music that's already working, and like not really being creative. Do you see that? In, oh in yeah, music? man. I mean, it definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, country music is is, I mean, absolutely. It's like do you see evolution in there, or you know what I'm saying? Uh I think, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on at the same time. So, like, right now, you've got, like, your biggest names in country music. You've got, like, you know, this Luke Combs and, like, Tyler Childers. He's a huge one. Like, one of my biggest influences. And uh, Tyler what? Childers. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, look, people listen to that music, and they're, like, inspired by it, and they like it. So, it, it stands a reason that when they go to write music, there's there's going to be nuances that they're taking from that because i mean that's what shapes them you know so there's kind of that copycat -ness. um man i think also with music there's just the fact that what is there like 12 notes that you can even play and maybe only it might be 24 um, i don't know though yeah, I, I'm definitely. The reason I say that because um, my uh, my boy Brian was up here. I was listening to that week, one. He man. was, he was nerding out. It. I know he was talking about you know some sevens. Bro, he knows his shit, bro. I know. I need to hang out with him sometime. I don't know anything, bro. He, I just kind of. Yeah, he's a producer. Y'all can maybe make some shit. Yeah, yeah. man, dude. Um, uh, what was I saying? You were saying about just oh, like yeah, man. There's that. there's only but so many notes that you can even do in music, and only a certain amount are going to make sense at the same time. So like melodies and chord progressions and rhythms, like. Dude, there's what about the billions bars, of songs? What about I mean, the bars? What are y'all saying? You know, you know, a, a lot of that's going to repeat too, man. I mean, I think history in a way repeats itself. You know, I mean, you you just look outside, man. You, there's how many dudes you see out with mullets now, man? The mullets back. Girls are wearing bell bottoms What's again, my boy dude. Name? Oh fuck! What's that dude name with a podcast with a mullet? Oh, uh, the comedian. Yeah. Oh. Fuck, bro. I actually, I really like him. Damn. 
I don't remember it. My bad. Yeah. I know his name too, man. I've watched like all his stand up. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> he lives in Nashville. You went to uh, Kill Tony? No, I've never been out there. It's uh, Kill Tony. Tony's uh, Kill Tony. Hinchcliffe? Like, yeah. Well, no, it's out in Texas, right? Isn't that where they Yeah, it's it? in Texas. He moved out there. He does like a live show, like I think once a week. And like yeah. he gives uh, up, upcoming comedians a chance to go on. There's actually a guy coming on. Um, shout out to Ant Perez. He's coming on the show. He's going to shut. He's going out to Texas, like I think in like a month or two to try to get on there. Okay. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. And he's coming on the show after. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. But yeah, man. Um, it's yeah. bugging me that I can't remember his name right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm was I say something? Yeah, I don't remember that shit. On I'm actually gonna Google it. Yeah, you need like that, like the Rogan podcast. You need like a Jamie over there, like. Fact Bro, checking. I've been thinking You're about like, doing that. I've been trying to get. <laughs> I mean, they're right there. Can you guys be the fact checkers? Yeah, <laughs> they don't even know what to look up. Though. What's his name? I, I'm, about, I'm literally about to Google comedian with the podcast with the mullet. I'm gonna be so. <laughs> I forgot his name. Oh no, Theo Vaughn. Oh, yeah. yeah, I knew it was a T. <laughs> yeah, I need to Google it. Shout Theo Vaughn, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, just I don't know. No, I mean, dude, it. it but I think it does. You know, it's. How many, how many different stories can you tell? You know, you can you can try so hard to be different, and it will, man. You know, I mean, nothing. I mean, as long as nothing's identical. I mean, yeah, you can steal lines. I mean, there are some clever things. You know, I've heard like, uh, you know, they call me by a number, not a name. You know, I've heard that in probably hey. fifty different songs. I mean. Yeah, you know, you somebody's got, gonna hear your song. You drive. You're probably gonna talk about like your truck getting fucked up, and then somebody's like, yeah. "Bro, it's so cliche." It's like, bro, his truck really did get <laughs> fucked up. In yeah, man, no, I you <laughs> fuck my truck up on a tour. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you you can you can tell yeah. your stories, you yeah. know, and, and you know your stories might be unique, but that's the cool thing about music, you know, is if you do, even if you do find a way to be unique, if it's going to be like a successful song that gets streamed a lot, it must not be that unique because it has to be relatable. That many people, yeah, you know. So either they can resonate with it, like for themselves, or I don't know, they just get it or like it or something. But oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's easy to copy people, uh, but it, 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 I think it gets really too hard if you start to worry too much about like well i know that this sounds kind of like this from this song but this sounds kind of like this from this song because you could do that to yourself to death i mean that's how i see it that's yeah that's the um like that's just it comparing yourself to others that's that's mm -hmm. probably like the number one way to failure yeah, yeah. or disappointment yeah you know especially in this world where fucking you know right social media we've seen everybody's yeah the best times of their lives and it's like damn why am i not doing that well you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, and no, you definitely can, man. You can eat yourself alive doing that, you know, at at the big level, at the local level. You know, I mean, I play around town. You know, if if some other band around town gets a good gig opening up for somebody, I mean, you could easily be like, dang, man, why didn't they pick me? You know, like last night they had the uh, these uh, Veer Music Awards. Uh, I think I heard about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, where like they recognize a lot of local artists, man. And it'd be easy to be like, oh, dang, man, I didn't get a trophy. Like, crap. You know, that sucks. It's like, but, you know, sometimes when I go out to play, like there's people that take time out of their night to come and watch me, you know, that spent money to buy my shirt, that throw money in a tip bucket. So it's like, I mean, real people, man, that's, that's, that's the only thing to me that really matters. You know, is if you can just get the real people, you know. So you can compare yourself to other folks, but I mean, you you can't overlook what you got, you know. 
you got to be grateful for every opportunity, I think. And, you know, that leads to other things for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Bro, I feel like um, that might be a fire spot to leave him at. We're about an hour in. Right on. You know what I'm saying? Um, do you want to lead the people or anything? Yeah. Uh, you there, know. Is there a date for the album? You said uh, not not a firm date, man. But we're looking to drop the first single in early March. Formal announcement to come soon. We're just putting a bow on this thing, and uh, you know, yeah, be looking for the album. Probably May is now what it's looking like. I know at first it was early 2022, and then it was probably March, and now it's hopefully May. Hell yeah! <laughs> hell, yeah hell yeah! It's hard to cut an album, man. With COVID, man, everybody freaking. You might book like a guitar player for a session, but he yeah. can't make it because his kid got COVID or whatever or had to get tested. And then next time you do it, the producer's wife got it or what, you know, mm. difficult times. I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. Well, um, we definitely looking forward to it, man. Canary in the coal mine. Yeah, man. Sometime this year, hopefully. Um, I want to say thank you for coming on the show, bro. Dude, really appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. Hell yeah. Um, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. And um, like I said, always say, man, fuck with an artist from the 757. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Peace. Hell yeah, bro.